the University of Adversity, where the only rules of the class is to hold your head up high and keep moving forward. Because when the going gets tough, the tough get going. And now, here's your host, Lance Ecos. Hey, everybody. Welcome back. Great to have you here. Welcome to the party. Welcome to the family. Love you guys. Um, today's guest, how do I even sum it up? <laughs> Such an inspirational dude, you know, has faced some serious struggles in his life, still has been able to overcome and to be on, to go on to do amazing things and send such a powerful message. He travels all over the world using his unique story of growing up with a physical disability and ending up in a wheelchair. Along with the struggles and mindset associated with it, to stretch, he wants to stretch people outside of their comfort zones and to think outside the box. That's so important. You know, we have to really challenge ourselves. And when you see somebody that's doing this, that has you know, a few odds stacked up against them, you have to, you can't help but be like, well, what's my excuse, right? So today I got Jose Flores joining us. He grew up in the Bronx of New York. He's got that strong New York accent. Awesome energy, amazing dude. He's an international speaker, motivator, and author. He educates, inspires, and motivates individuals to strengthen their mental toughness and to develop into indispensable leaders by connecting them touching their hearts and giving them a fresh perspective. He has spoken to thousands of people all over the world, showing them how to maximize their full potential. Most recently, he's been featured on Fox, NBC, ABC, and CBC, as well as the TBN network. Jose is also a contributor, entrepreneur, addicted to success, Thrive Global, and the Goodman Project. His main message is to never let your struggles become your standard. It doesn't matter whether they're personal or business, He'll show you what's up. He'll show you how to push through them. He's also got a podcast and yeah, guys, he's a lot of very interesting. A lot of, I had a lot of fun with this conversation. Um, really inspiring, you know, really, really inspiring. So, um, I am sure that you're going to get value from that as always grateful to have you here if you're spending your day your night if you're listening to me in the car or to the gym or wherever you listen to podcasts i just want to say thank you and i appreciate you and i hope that i'm bringing value into your life and allowing these guests and allowing these stories to impact you because that's what it's all about right so without further ado sit back relax or whatever it is you're doing with your podcast enjoy Please welcome Jose Flores. Jose, what's up, man? How you doing? I'm awesome, brother. How are you? So good, man. So good. So great to have you on. Thank you, man. I'm super excited to be on, man. I'm ready to rock and roll with you, man. I hear that you're an amazing dude, man. Oh, bro. Thank you, man. I um, I get to connect with amazing humans like yourself, you know, and that's uh, every single day. I'm just blessed to be able to just have these conversations. So it's and I'm just so excited to hear about your story. And, you know, this is um, one of my best friends is, you know, well, is, is in a very similar spot that you're in. And I'm really excited because I want him to hear this after. And I want him to, you know, because he he was in a very bad car accident when we were like 19. And oh, wow. 
Yeah. So he's been, he's, he's a quadriplegic. He was like, had not like his world was just, he was this amazing, charismatic guy, amazing athlete. And then that happened and it was like, it was just shock. It's still a shock to all of us and to myself. And, you know, I just can't wait to hear about like, you know, your story and what you've been able to accomplish and how you've turned that into a positive. So if you can kind of give us a bit of a backstory about yourself, bro, like, you know, um, we would lo- I'd love to know more about you and kind of, you know, how you got to where you are today. Yeah, man. So, uh, you know, th- thanks again, you know, for allowing me this opportunity. And I hope that it encourages not only, you know, your best friend, but everyone else that's listening also. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I was, I was originally born and raised in the Bronx, New York. So, you know, I'm a city boy, uh, was there up until I was, uh, 22 years old. And, um, you know, when I was three years old, uh, my mom and everybody noticed that I had like this little kind of funny walk to, to, to the way I walked and it wasn't like crazy, but they were all, they would all say like, Oh, look at him. He's so cute. He has like, he looks like a little tough guy when he's walking. And uh, everybody thought it was cute. Everybody would laugh and everything. But then after a little while, my mom noticed that it wasn't going away. So um, she took me to the doctor. They, they ran some tests and then they wound up, uh, you know, diagnosing me with spinal muscular atrophy, which mm-hmm. is a rare neuromuscular condition that pretty much uh, it weakens your muscles the older you get. And so, you know, the doctor said that they, that they you know, that I'd be in a wheelchair by the age of 15 uh, due to the condition, and they weren't even expecting me to live past my teenage years at the time. This is in the uh, you know late seventies, early eighties, and uh, so you know, growing up, I had a great childhood. I was able to run and you know ride bike, and I lived a normal childhood and and did all the things that normal you know healthy young boys do. And then it was like when I was in my like eighth grade, I, I started feeling some 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 changes very slightly. Um, nothing very significant, but I started feeling like I was getting tired more quickly going up and down the steps. And uh, then in high school, that's when it really started to take its toll. And it really started to become difficult to go up and down the steps. Like normally, you know, you go one foot in front of the other up and down. So in high school, I, I had to go like one, you know, one leg at a time because my left leg, I'm, I'm, I'm left-handed. So I was, you know, my left leg was the stronger leg. So I would go up with my left leg and then, you know, so on and so forth. So it would take me a little time, but then just the little, normal basic, you know, daily activities, like putting my shirt on became more difficult, bending uh, over to tie my shoes and putting my pants on just little things like that just started to get more difficult. And it wasn't, you know, I get asked the question a lot of times, like, well, did it happen overnight or anything? And, 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 it, and it didn't. It's a slow, progressive condition. So it's not like from one day to the next, I couldn't do it anymore. But it just felt like it almost feels like if I can, if I can, if I can, like, uh, if I can uh, describe it, it's almost like when you're working out at the gym and, you know, you need to put in that extra three reps and you're so tired and, and you, you want to go anyhow. But it's like, ugh, ugh. So you, yeah. you kind of push your way through. That's kind of like how I felt when I started, you know, uh, having a decrease in the, in my strength and mobility. And um, yeah, man, then after that, you know, uh, I actually didn't end up in a wheelchair until I was 22 years old. I moved from New York to Florida. You know, I'm, I'm in Miami now. And, uh, you know, it was just really crazy because when I moved to Florida, I lost my ability to walk shortly after I moved down here. And, you know, when you're 21, 22, you know, you're, you feel like, 
you know, life is about to begin for you. You know, you're officially an adult, an adult and you're about to take advantage of all the opportunities and see what life has to offer. And then uh, from one day to the next, I lost my ability to walk. I, I was in my mom's house and I'm six foot tall. So I was at that time, I used to use like a little motorized scooter to get around because my, my legs used to get tired really quickly. And um, I was going to walk from the scooter to the sofa to sit down and watch some TV. And my leg gave out from me. And I fell down like a sack of potatoes and I broke all the toes in my right foot. And then, you know what they say, if you don't use it, you lose it. And so for about three months, I couldn't even put any pressure on my foot. And when it finally did heal and I tried to stand up again, my, um, my, leg, my leg just kept on buckling out from under me. So at that point, I just had to, you know, stay in the, in, in, in the scooter full time. And then because I was kind of like in denial to get into a wheelchair. So I stayed in the scooter for a couple of years and then. I, uh, I figured, uh, you know, I just got kind of like sick and tired of being sick and tired and I was on disability checks and that wasn't enough for me, you know, getting a little measly $800 a month. So I was like, man, I got to do something. So I went and got a job and then I got a job and then, uh, you know, through the grace of God, I was able to get a vehicle, which I was able to drive with my hands. So that forced me to get into a wheelchair because now the wheelchair had to be secure in the van. And, um, yeah, man. So I just kind of did that journey and uh, I wound up working in corporate America. I have, a, I have like a 20 year, over 20 years corporate America, you know, uh, experience and background. And even with that, you know, I kind of felt like I was capping off, man. I, I was like reaching my lid and I was like, man, there has to be more than life than just, you know, doing this and living and dying in this wheelchair and just going to a regular nine to five job and just, you know, not feeling fulfilled, not feeling, you know, productive, not making any impact. Uh, you know, on a larger scale. And so I started looking into motivational speaking. And that's when I came that's when my life really started to change. Because most of my life, I focused on the things that I couldn't do. And uh, it wasn't until I actually decided to start focusing on the things that I could do, and maximizing my strengths that that, that my life really started to take off in my career and, and everything else uh, that I'm doing now. So now, you know, you know, fast forward all those years, now, you know, I'm, in, I'm one of the top international motivational speakers. I'm an author. I'm a consultant. I, I'm, I'm also a podcast host as well. I have my own. And um, it's just an amazing journey, man. I do one-on-one -on -one coaching. I have masterminds, book writing, masterclasses, and things like that. And I get to travel the world now and really do what I love to do and impact the lives of, of, of thousands, if not millions of people. Man, it's super inspiring, you know, because... And talk about a scary thing too, growing up. I mean, so you slowly just, it slowly just went like, did it, did it kind of just get worse and worse until like, are you able, like what, what, cause what's it like now? Are you able to move? Like, what are you able to move and what aren't you able to move? So right now I'm still able to move everything, every part of my body. I still feel everything. I'm not okay. paralyzed. It's just, it's just atrophy. That's what atrophy means. It means oh, got it. Yeah. So, you know, so now I, I can move my arms, you know, like you can see, I can still move my yeah. arms, but I can't actually lift my arms above my head. So like okay. my head itches, I, I don't know if, if, uh, you know, if you put this on, on YouTube or you have a YouTube channel, I think yeah. you do, if I'm not mistaken, but you know, for those watching, you know, if I have to scratch my head, you know, I kind of like have to hold on to my cheek and then kind of yeah. crawl my hand up and just, you know what I mean? Just to scratch my head. So just figuring new things out, man. I'm, I've, I've always, you know, over the years. I've always, uh, I've, I've been on a constant journey of learning how to adapt and adjust, not only physically, but mentally as well, because with each level of 
decrease in mobility or each phase that my body has to go through, that means there's a whole new level of mindset that I have to develop and a whole new level of, you know, physical creativity that I have to think of to, to, to just in order to just do basic, basic, you know, life, life uh, activities. Yeah, man, it's, it's hard to put your, it's hard for, to put that into perspective sometimes because we get so caught up in taking things for granted, you know, our, our health, our, our legs, our arms, everything, you know, and we just, we, we worry, we always focus on what we don't have, you know, and nobody focuses on, it's like, you don't care that you don't worry about being sick until you're sick. And then you're like, Oh, I just want to be better again. (laughs) It's crazy. Like, you know, you get that bad flu or something. You're like, Oh, I would do anything to be healthy again. Right. Yeah, man. Yeah. And that, being grateful for the moment and not waiting is, is so important. And, and, and so many people need to practice that. I, so, okay. With, with your condition and, you know, with your mindset before, right. You said that you had changed your mindset. You know, what was the thing that sparked that? Was it a book? Was it a person? Was it just like an event you know, what shifted your mindset? Like, you know, what was like the going from kind of victim to empowerment? You know, what was that thing? Or was it yes. a multiple things? Well, it was just, you know, to, it was just, uh, it was just the fact that I was getting sick and tired of being sick and tired. Like mm. I was working a regular job and, you know, I don't have anything against that because it worked for me for so many years and it helped me to learn and grow and, 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 it, and it provided for me financially and for my family. Um, but it was just, it was just one of those things that many people go through in life, whether you're in a wheelchair or not, that you just go to this job that you hate going to. And, you know, it's just like, it just becomes so redundant and so mundane that you're just doing the same thing over and over and over and over. And there's just no joy, no happiness. There's no, there's really no growth. You know what I mean? If you're doing the same task over and over and over. So it was just like, man, I'm just so tired of this. And, you know, I was just tired of my life. And, not not for living, but the way my life was at that point, you know, I was losing my ability to move and, you know, my job wasn't the greatest. And, uh, you know, I was grateful. Don't get me wrong. I was grateful, but it wasn't the greatest situation. And I was just like, man, there has to be more out there than just doing this. And I know that I'm capable. I know I'm smart. I know that I'm capable of doing more. I know I'm, I'm an intelligent individual and I know I have gifts, talents, and abilities, but I was so wrapped up and focused on the things, you know, I was focused on, you know, not having the ability to move my arms. I was focused on not being able to use my legs the way I wanted to anymore or the way I used to be able to, or, or not being able to, you know, just go and come as I, as I, as I, as I please when I want to, or being independent. And so it's just like, I was just so sick and tired of just everything. And so when I started saying to myself, well, you know what, what can you do? What, what are you good at doing? And I said, well, you know, I may not have the ability to move my arms and my legs, but I have the ability to use my voice and I can still mm-hmm. use my voice. And that's when, like I said, I started YouTubing motivational and Googling motivational speakers and like studying the greats, man, and just watching their every movement. And I was like, man, these guys are making such an impact and making a very good, lucrative, you know, lifestyle and business off of it. I was like, man, if these guys can do it, you know, then, then I'm not going to have any problem doing it. I have an amazing story just like these guys yeah. do. You know, I can use my voice like these guys do. You know, I'm not a, I'm a, I'm a pretty good looking dude too. So, yeah, <laughs> so I'm like, you know what, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to give this thing a shot. And then I just, I just started, you know, 
baby steps, right? Crawl, walk, run. And uh, things started to just build and build and build. And uh, once I was able to leave corporate America and, and you know, kind of just live my dream, uh, when I was able to sustain myself financially, that's when I just made the move and became a full-time entrepreneur and then just continue to build and grow, build and grow, learn, build and grow, learn, build and grow. That, yeah, man. But there's something there that most people, even if they don't have, aren't in a wheelchair, is the belief. How did you believe in yourself? Why did you believe in yourself? Like, this is the thing that fascinates me is that how somebody capable of so much, they have everything, they have all the tools, they just don't see it. They don't have the belief. And some people have it and become successful. And it's like, you know, what is the thing that makes them successful? And I try and think about it and it really comes down to believing in yourself, right? That's right. How, how did you develop that, man? How did you, yeah. how did you, how, how? Because it fascinates me. Did you always have it or was, is it something that you build? Like, do you doubt yourself sometimes? Like that it fascinates me the, how cer certain people believe and certain don't. So yeah. yeah, how did you develop that, man? Yeah, that's a great question, man. And, and it was definitely something that I had to develop because there was moments in my life where I didn't believe in myself, where I, where I never thought I would be able to do anything great. Uh, you know, I never thought I would be able to make an impact or make a difference or do anything of significance in life, you know, because of my situation and what I was going through and what I was dealing with. And then when I finally ended up in a wheelchair, it was like, oh man, what am I going to do now? And I really didn't, you know, think that I thought I was pretty much just going to live an average life doing average things, you know, living at home with my parents my whole life. They were going to have to take care of me. And I really thought that was what my life was going to look like. But again, it was like in my late 20s. Um, and for those of you listening and watching, you know, I actually just celebrated, you know, I said earlier that the doctors weren't expecting me to live past my teenage years, but I just celebrated my 42nd birthday in February of this year, um, which is a huge, uh, you know, um, I'm excited about that because according to the doctor's reports, I'm not I was supposed to be gone a long time ago. And, um, you know, but it's because I've always been a fighter, but I had to develop that mindset, man. And it came through, you know, watching these guys speak and it came through reading books and, and really building up my courage and building up my self-esteem and really just knowing who I was and knowing that what I have, like the gifts, like, you know, I always say this when I talk, I'm like, everybody is born with certain skills, gifts, talents, and abilities, right? We all, that's a, like a blessing that everyone is born with. We all have something that we're really good at doing, right? Or that we really like doing or we really love doing. And sometimes we recognize that early. Sometimes we recognize it late. And sometimes we recognize it and it's no big deal to us. Or maybe we just kind of like brush it off like it being a hobby or something like that. But it's those very gifts, talents, and abilities that we can utilize to become successful in life. And I think sometimes we dumb it down too much. Like, ah, it's not really no big deal. You know, it's just something I was born with. Like I'm good at playing sports or I'm good at drawing or I'm good at playing music, but it's just like something I like to do. And, but you know, you, it comes so easily to you and you fail to recognize that, listen, there's other people that struggle with this stuff that don't yeah. know how they can't rap their, you know, they don't know how to play music or read music or write music. And it comes so easily to you. And that's, when you're able to recognize those type of things, 
is when you really can take off with, with your with your you know with your abilities and then you take that and you run with it and you start to learn and grow and you get around other people who are you know equally talented or maybe better talented than you are and then you can learn from them and grow and continue to build and that's what it was for me man it was just I just had to start saying to myself you know it was really just taking a leap of faith also and just jumping man because that's I think that's the most like people who go skydiving man they get up and they're, that's that they're like paranoid of heights but they go and they're like up there and they're like they freeze up but it's like actually pushing off the ledge or actually jumping and then that's when the freedom is uh is yeah. felt you know that's when you feel the freedom is when you actually jump like i did it i made it and you just just this feel it's just this amazing feeling that you can't even describe in words it's because it's just it's just so like an emotional like feeling it but it's also a feeling like in your mind like yes i did it you know so it it, all, it builds up your, your 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 courage your self-esteem your confidence and it allows you to continue to do more things that you maybe thought that you weren't capable of doing and it allows you to jump more often there yeah what's that saying about um something on the other side of fear yeah everything you want in life is on yes. the other side yeah. yeah. Will Smith talks about that a lot. I love listening yeah. to him talk about that, man. You're absolutely right. And when you talk about how everybody has those gifts inside that they sometimes don't appreciate because they come so easy that they think, Oh, that's, that's no big deal. Like I have that. So like, why would that matter? Right. And it's yeah. funny. Cause I was just, I had um, a conversation with somebody that's been you know, a best-selling author, written all these books, and I'm and I'm talking to her, and it's just to her, it's like no big deal, and I'm like, no, I want to hear about how did you write, how did you write these books, how did you figure out that block, how did you break that and be able to apply? Like that's a massive skill, and that's what I love too about podcasting is like you find out these things about people these, these things. And, and, and they, sometimes they don't realize that they have this thing or it's like they downplay it, but then that's the gold, you know? Yeah. That's, that's the thing that they need to share with the world. You know, you may be good at lots of stuff, but there's that thing that like your passion that, that, that you really, you truly, and that you need to discover. And so many people are so clouded by whatever it is they're doing they rarely realize that and that's yeah. the reality we live in right yep yep it's that thing that's inside of us man like no one can do it like you can do it you know yeah. there's maybe people that can do it similar or may or may look the same but there's there's each and every one of us has our we have our own little arsenal of of of, of seasoning and flavoring that we can put on what we do and no one else can do it like us and uh, once we realize that, I, I'm telling you, man, that's like when, when life really starts to look different for you. And for me, you know, it took, it took me a couple of years, you know, it took me quite, a, quite some time to figure it out. Because like I said, dealing with this condition, it's a constant, like every couple of years, it's like I feel there's a new shifting, there's a new thing that's going on. So again, I have to learn new things and figure out new things and figure out ways to do things and, and, and how to become, you know, how to stay as independent as possible. And um, with that comes, with going through all of that, constantly learning, having, having to adapt and adjust, I was able to build that mental toughness and the mental resilience that's needed to live the life that we all have to live, right? Because life isn't easy, life isn't fair, and, uh, you know, life is hard. So, you know, some people are built tough, right? And some people aren't, 
and they have to develop it. And I was, and I was able to develop that through all of the trials and tribulations that I had to go through with living with this condition and then eventually ending up in a wheelchair. So that's what was, that's what helped me. And like I said, man, I just turned 42 years old. I feel like I've been through so much life, you know, growing up in New York and, you know, you grow up quick when you live in a city and, um, you just exposed to a lot of things and you experience a lot of things. And then on top of that, dealing with, you know, the wheelchair situation and this condition that's in my body and it's progressing and just everything or like all of that wrapped up, man. And then the mindset that I had before and then the, the, just developing that mental toughness. That's why I coined myself the mindset disruptor, you know, now because wow. um, I'm constantly <laughs> disrupting the status quo, man. I, I, I help people to, to look at life, to, you know, to think, to think in a different way and see life, you know, see things in a new perspective and in a new light, because once you can change, you know, they, they, they titled me a motivational speaker, you know, because that's what I do. I motivate, I encourage, I inspire. But at the end of the day, man, I'm a messenger of hope, right? Because we live in a hopeless world, but if you can, and I, I can't change anyone's life per se, I can, I can have an impact on somebody's life or I can be an influence in somebody's life but to actually change someone's life is, to, is up to the individual themselves. They have to make that choice. But I can help them along the way by motivating them, by encouraging them, by inspiring them, you know, by you know, helping them to take action and, and view things in a different light and helping them, helping them to affirm themselves and believe them in themselves. And then doing that, when you can change someone's mind, then that's when they can change their actions. You're absolutely right. You nailed it there. Because... You know, I have this conversation a lot is people think, oh, I'm hiring this coach to change my life or whatever. It's like they didn't, it didn't work. It's like, no, that's not how it works. It's like you have everything you need to succeed within. All of the information out there has been told for, for thousands of years, different ways. And you can be told the same message from five different people, but the sixth person connects with you. And that will allow you to take what you already have and bring it to light. That's right. You know, we have gifts, but we discredit ourselves. And a lot of times people think that, and I really liked how you, you say, like, I'm not, you know, it's not me that's changing. It's you're changing you, but you're uh -huh. elevating their, 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 basically their outlook for the future, where uh -huh. they could be with what they already have. And then boom, when they see that and they relate that with the emotion of your story, it allows them to change. And I, I love that. And I just, I think what happens is a lot of people within the personal development world get caught up with like this victim mentality that they expect all these people to fix them. And that's yeah. not what it's about. It's about you. We all have it and we just need to unlearn a few things that we've been programmed that's to right. allow the clarity to shine through, which we all have. Right. That's right. Yeah. One hundred percent, man. Absolutely. You hit the you, you hit the nail right on the head with that because it's not about us fixing them. It's about them fixing them. Mm -hmm. We're just there to help them, you know, along their journey. That's that's all it is. And, yeah. you know, for, for example, for me, you know, if, if I wouldn't have changed, like if I wouldn't have got, you know, because sometimes it takes for people to get to that that point of desperation to make a change also. Maybe it's not reading a book or somebody telling you something or motivating you. Sometimes you just get so desperate that you're like, hey, listen, something has to change. 
I can't live like this anymore. And for me, that's what it was. It was just like I was desperate for a change. I was desperate to, to, to stop living a life of, of mediocrity and, 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 and just of averageness and being average and being around average people and doing average things. And I was just desperate for more. And so I made a choice. And we all have that same choice that we can make that says, you know, I don't want to live like this anymore, or I want to live like that. What do I need to do to get there? And then start taking action and executing on your, on your small goals or your big goals to make, make me sure that you're getting to where it is that you want to go so that you can live the life that you really want to have. Because I, I'm a firm believer that no one in their right mind would settle or choose, for live, or, or choose to living a life of, of mediocrity or, or, be, or living an average life. No one in their right mind would want that. Everyone wants more. Everyone wants to live a life of abundance, of increase, of influence. And we all can. It's just that some people, some people do the work and some people don't. And I think that, that word right there, that's the real nasty letter for, for a letter word, which is the word work. Yeah. To actually do the work and the willingness to do the work, because we all have the ability to, right? Like I'm in a wheelchair and I'm and I probably do a lot more work than most able-bodied people I know because mm -hmm. I'm on the go. But again, I had to develop that, and I wasn't always there. So, and I don't say that from a place of judgment. I just say it from a place of experience because I was one of those people living an average life, just doing the, you know, just going through the motions of life until I said, "All right, that's it, no more. I don't want this anymore." I was so desperate and sick and tired of doing that. And I said, I want more. And I know that there's more out there and I'm going to do what I need to do to get it. And I'm going to figure it out. Yeah. So do you think that within your condition and what you've gone through, so you've gone through a lot more challenges and adversity than the average person. So maybe would you say that some things that come up in business that are challenging or, or whatever may not be as challenging for you because you've dealt with shit that's a lot harder and to deal with the day-to-day -day stuff is kind of like, is easier for you than it would the average person? Do you think like, almost like it's been, see, this is just my perspective looking in. I would think the, the stuff that you've gone through, the challenges, the little things about every little thing that you got to do in your day would make you, would you make you mentally tough so that when, you know, shit hits the fan in business or when you're on the road, it's not as hard, but somebody else that hasn't been through a lot of that stuff, hasn't had to program their mind to be mentally tough, you know, may struggle more. You know, yeah, do you yeah, feel yeah. like you've equipped yourself like, with almost a gift for that? Absolutely, man, 100%. I think that everything that we all go through prepares us for, the, for our future life. And um, I think that, you know, I used to have a hard time having compassion um, or empathy towards those who were always complaining about something, mm. right? Like the, like, the, like the stupidest things, like, oh, my knee hurts, or oh, my back hurts, or this hurts. And, you know, and I have compassion now for people because I know that everyone's different, right? Not, not everyone's built the same and everybody's at different levels. But, you know, when someone is complaining, like I've had so many people come up to me and they're like, man, after I heard your story, you know, I, I just kind of felt like a like a piece of crap almost because here I am, I woke up this morning and my knee was hurting and I was complaining and thinking like it was the worst day of my life. And then I come here to this event and I see someone like you speak and it's like, now you just made my whole knee issue feel like nothing. And it's, so it's like, it's just a matter of perspective, man. And, and not that I don't have compassion and empathy towards people, but it's just, you know, I'm just, I, like you said, I built myself to be, you know, with, with tough skin and, uh, and just been able to build that, 
that that mental toughness that when I go through normal life things or issues that would normally make the average person break or fold, I'm, I'm there still pushing, still, still, you know, still chipping away, still hammering away and uh, still pushing the needle forward. So I think that, that, that yeah, that statement is 100% accurate that some of the basic stuff that normal people deal with that would, would make them pause or, or paralyze them or, or, or stop them in their tracks. You know, for me, it kind of like, it's like, okay, I've already, I've already been through this, gone through that. I know what I need to do. I've already developed the mental, you know, to, to be able to, to develop the mental state. And I, and I, and I have a, and I, and I have a deep sense of awareness also. Like I know like what's going on, like when things aren't working the way I want them to work or, or working the way that I need to, the, to work, or, or if they're not even working as quickly as I would want them to work instead of reacting a certain way, I'm aware of my surroundings and I, and I, and I'm always pulling back and saying, okay, well, let me, let me do a quick assessment or analysis and see what's going on and kind of just regroup, refocus, and then, and then start and start moving forward again. Yeah, man. It's wow. Yeah. It sounds like you have a really good self-awareness of, you know, where you're at and you know, what needs to happen. And a lot, most people don't have. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> people don't even know what's going on. Right. They don't even have, they, they don't even have the realization, which is sad, which is, which is okay because, you know, but, the, but people have to have to want to learn, have to want to be aware. Right. And yeah. have that open mind to change because, you know, and, and if you complain, but you don't want to change and you don't want to do anything about it, those are the worst people. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, Hey man, if you're happy, if you're happy doing the job you're in, it makes you happy, man. I don't, who, that's amazing. If you're McDonald's and you love it and you're, you, you enjoy it and that's, you take a pride, you take pride in it and you're happy. Who am I to judge? Right. right. But if you aren't happy, if you come home and you know you constantly complain and you constantly bitch about everything but don't want to change then I don't have time for that you know what I'm saying yeah it's like it it it, it can be challenging and i mean yeah and you know, I, you know sorry go ahead no, I was going to say the thing is, is that, you know, it's a growth process for a yeah, lot of people. Right? Yeah. It's just a growth process. And, you know, I always say this, like, you don't know what you don't know. And then true. you don't even know that you don't know it. That's right? true. Unless yeah, that's somebody, true. Unless somebody says something. So it's like, if you don't know about a certain thing, how can you, you know, yeah. how, how, how can you even know? And you don't know that that exists. How can you even, you know, work towards it? So that's why it's like, you know, it's a constant growth, man. But again, you got to want it, you know, because you, yeah. you got to want to grow it. And, and, and I think for some, it gets to that point where are you desperate enough to want it? Like how desperate are you to want it? So for example, like a lot of people, they'll eat a lot of junk food and then they'll eat a lot of junk food and can continue that down that path until, until the doctors now say, okay, you have this condition. Now you're forced to live a certain way. And I think that a lot of people wait until that being forced moment, like, but you don't, well, we don't have to, I think we do. I think it's in our human nature to kind of just kind of prolong things and wait and wait and wait and wait and see when the bubble bursts. And now we're forced to live a different type of lifestyle, whether you want to or not. Right. Because now sometimes it just depends on, it's a matter of life or death. Like if you continue doing this, you're going to die. If you want to yeah. live longer, you have to change. So I think if we were, if we can adapt that same type of mindset, like, listen, one of my mentors said, uh, most people die by by the age of 35 but don't get buried until 75 Fuck. 
So that means, in, all, in other words, That's they're brutal. walking dead, right? Fuck, I walking, know, it's so true, man. They're like alive, but they don't know what, they're just going through the motions and, and they're not living life to the fullest and they're not doing what they want to do or living their dreams out. And then next thing you know, they all these years pass by and then boom, you're dead and you didn't do anything with your life. But if we can develop that mindset like that, like almost like we're forced to change so that, you know, and, but develop that mindset that says, listen, this is a matter of life or death. Like if I don't make this change, then my family can't experience the life that, that, that they deserve. Mm. Or I can't experience the life that I deserve if you're, you know, if, if you're by yourself or you're single or whatever, you know what I mean? So it's like saying like, you know what, instead of somebody forcing you to do certain things and take certain actions or you're going to die, you know, say, you, you know, we can say, you know what, I don't want to live like this anymore or I'm tired of living like this. And I, and I know everyone can relate to that because we've all been to at a point in our lives where we're like, you know, whether we're in a relationship, whether we're in, we're in a job, we're in, we're, we're in a certain neighborhood or we're, we're around certain type of family. And we're just like, you know what? I'm getting sick and tired of this, man. I don't want this anymore. Yeah. But it comes with the willingness to like, okay, all right, you don't want it. So what are you willing to do to change it? Totally. Or, or do you want to change it? Like, do you really want to change it? Or are you just talking or do you really mean it? And if you really mean it, then what are you going to do about it? And that's it, yeah. man. Sometimes I think that people think that success is so far out there that it's like so unreachable that they that they get discouraged and they don't even attempt to take the take the journey. But I think that once once we can develop that, like again, sense of awareness, like what am I good at? Like knowing who you are, knowing who you are and what you bring to the table, what your value is, right? Because in business, you don't get you in business, you get paid off of the value that you add, not the value that you are, right? So what is your value? What do you, what can you bring to the table? That's a value. What, what value can you add to others? Yeah. And I'm always talking to this. One of my talking points as well is like, what, what can you add to someone else? Like what is someone else going through that you can help move them along? That's when you, when you figure that out, that's when you'll start to be able to make an income off of the gifts that you were born with. Man, I couldn't agree more. It's, it's like classic Jim Rohn too, you know? <laughs> Yeah, he's one of the greats. Man. Oh man, he's the best, and it's just so true. The value that you create, you give to the marketplace, is the value that you'll get. It, 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 he so become more valuable. You know how he talks. Yeah, yeah, it's like yeah, yeah. Become exactly. more valuable. You know, read and learn, and it's not rocket science. You know, it's like it's like the more valuable you can become, the more service and help that you can give the more money you can make. And, and that's the thing nowadays too, with having the internet and having the connect, being able to connect with people through technology allows people to have more of that freedom to actually express their true self and the true things that they have. Less people have to work for companies for a long time. Like they can actually, they can actually create their own thing you know, by adding value and creating and solving a need. And it's an amazing time to be alive in that regard, man. Yeah, right? absolutely. It's, um, yeah. And, uh, and, and, and it just, who knows what's going to happen in the next 20 years. I think it's going to be more, more important to what do you bring to the table as a human? And that's what people are going to want. That's it. Yeah. Because in the next 20 years, there's, gonna, there's, there's, there's not going to be a whole lot of human interaction in the next yeah. 20 years. I mean, you already see AI and robotics taking over so many different aspects. So if you're just used to working, you know, 
and it's unfortunate, but if you're used to working at a McDonald's or a department store, you can even see the department stores are closing down now little by little. Yeah. They're all bankrupt and they're closing because, you know, companies like Amazon and online shopping and all of that. So it's like now is what better time than right now to really do a self-assessment and an analysis of who you are, what gifts you were born with, what you bring to the table and how to capitalize on that, how to make an income and an, and, and an impact at the same time. Because in the next 15, 20 years, there is, there, there is no, there's, there's, there's not going to be any bank tellers or anyone at one of these fast food chains to take your order. Everything is going to be automated. Everything is going to be robotic. And all those people that are doing that are going to lose their jobs. It's just a fact. So why, and those people have value as well. Now the point is, is that you have to just figure out what that value is and how can you bring that and present that to the marketplace to make a killer income off of it. Yeah. There's there. That's the thing is I believe that there will, it'll change. There are always going to be need for humans. It's just a matter of shifting from the factory style worker to more about art and more creativity humans. Like there's only, I truly believe that there's only so much computers can do and, and AI, right? There's still going to be the need. We're still human. We're still going to crave human interaction, no matter what happens. I, I think that there'll be, you know, you see all this Netflix and all this happening. I believe that there'll be a time where we almost reverse again, where people want to go to the video store. It becomes nostalgic. People want to experience that old like, cause it seems so foreign that it's going to be almost reintroduced down the road. Yes, of course, there's going to be changes in AI and all that, but I really believe that there are always going to be people that are craving that some way or another, whatever way that human interaction comes, you know, who knows, but I don't think that's ever going to go away. You know, like I feel like as far as us being the jobs that we have, yes, I think they're going to be replaced. But I think that there's going to be more, um, it's going to be more about what humans actually can bring and add value and do to each other to kind of lift them up, right? Absolutely. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I totally agree with you. I think that, you know, we're always going to have a desire and a yearning for human. And, you know, like you said earlier, you know, we sometimes have to un unlearn things and, and kind of reprogram. But the way that this generation, this younger generation and the generations to come are being programmed, there's going to be a lot less human interaction yeah. because they're not going to have social skills. They're not going to be able to know how to interact with humans because they're constantly on their cell phones or online or in this virtual you know, reality fantasy. And so when the fantasy is over or the fantasy isn't fulfilling or the fantasy isn't working, and now you have to engage with a human, it's going to be <laughs> awkward. Like, okay, like, it's well, so crazy. You know what I mean? It is. And it's scary at the same time. So, but I think that, yeah, you know, you know, we live in a society, man, where the media, the news, you know, they're always portraying negativity. So I think that people who bring light into a dark situation, those people are going to be in high demand in the next 10, 20 years, yeah. because there's going to be such a, you know, there's going to be a mass exodus of, of unemployment that's going to be happening. Yeah. And all of those people are going to start experiencing depression and all this type of stuff. So they're going to need humans to be able to, because robots can't show you emotion, right? Can't be emotional with you. Um, so they're going to need other humans to be able to listen and talk to and give advice and really encourage and uplift, like you just said. Mm -hmm. And I, so I think that that's going to be a key thing in the next couple of years.
But my point is, is that, listen, everybody has value. Yeah. Everybody has gifts. Everybody has something to bring to the table. Yeah. What that is, I don't know. It's different for everybody, but everybody has something to bring. And I know, and, I, and, I, and I'm speaking, like I said, from experience, because I was one of those dudes who would just get up, hate going to my job, but do it because it was paying me more than my disability check was. They gave me some benefits. I had a 401k and I was around other humans, right? So I wasn't stuck at home, just kind of riding away. I was around other humans and interacting and, you know, building relationships. But it wasn't fulfilling for me, man. It mm-hmm. wasn't fulfilling. There was, there, was, there was something lacking. And what was lacking was I wasn't utilizing my, my own gifts that were inside of me. I wasn't utilizing that. I had other gifts. I had other talents. I had other abilities that I was utilizing. But those weren't the things that were, were, that were fulfilling for me. And so once I started this journey of entrepreneurship and really seeing that it works, like you talked about believing yourself and believing in yourself earlier. Once I started to believe in myself and say, Hey, you know, I, I have a voice and I'm a, and I, and I am a good talker, you know, when New Yorkers were known for having the gift of gab, right? So I am a fast talker and I know how to, you know, sway people and convince people and, and influence people. So why not use that in a positive way to make positive income, I mean, impact and income, and just to, to, to be able to use that to move the needle forward. And, and once I started doing that and knowing that, wow, I remember the first time I did a speaking engagement, man, and the feedback I got from the crowd, I was like, I was so super excited. And I was even like, <clears throat> you know, telling my wife, I was like, yo, babe, this, this thing actually works. This thing can actually work for us. Now, I was still working in corporate America because I was still kind of like in the beginning stages of it. But when I I remember doing the first gig and the feedback that I got from the audience and I was like, oh, my goodness, like I I can really make an impact. I can really make a difference. Like my story is really moving people to want to learn more, do more and become more. And it was just an amazing experience, man. And just getting that one little fix of that. I was like, man, I want this all the time. Like, I want that feeling of knowing that, you know, I can help inspire somebody to get out of whatever rut they may be in or get out of whatever relationship or get out of their own comfort zone and and just freaking take the leap and jump and see what happens. And if nothing happens, then at least, you know, you know, you don't want to regret it, right? Like I I, I was uh, interviewing uh, this, uh, one of my good friends recently, and uh, he said, in life, there's always going to be regret. You're going to either, I'm sorry, he said in life, there's always going to be pain. There's either going to be pain of discipline or pain of regret. You, but you get to choose which pain you want. And I thought that was so profound because it's so real. Like if you want something out of life, you have to be disciplined at it. And yeah, is it going to be easy? No. Is it going to hurt? Yes. Is it going to kick your butt? Yes. Are you going to fall on your face? Yes. Are you, is life going to punch you in the stomach? Yes. But do you want the pain of discipline or do you want the pain of regret? dying, right? Dying at 25 or 35, but not not getting buried at 75. And then at 74 saying, what the heck did I do with my life? Absolutely nothing. And having that, you know, could have, would have, should have mentality like, man, I should have did this or I could have did that, you know, or if I had this, I would have did that. And like, you know, just living in that regretful state, but we don't have to live there. That's what I tell people. Like we don't have to live there. We choose to live there, but we don't have to live there. Yeah. So true. Yeah. And, and people chase that instant gratification instead of thinking about long-term and happiness, you know, it's, there's so many things that it may seem pleasurable in the beginning, you know, being lazy and, 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 you know, doing things that reactive 
and not putting in that time it's going to take for the long term. But that long term, sometimes that takes happiness takes time. It's not instant, you know. But yeah. we want to get that instant gratification, which is the the simple things in our lives, the day to day stuff, which takes us away from the discipline, right? Yeah. And and yeah, it's it's reframing how you look at it for sure. Um, what I'm curious about, man, and forgive me if this is a silly question. But what was it like growing up in the Bronx? <laughs> like, I, I mean, I just, I know it's a bit, I just, I'm curious, man, because it's, you guys, it's, it's, it's fast paced there. You New Yorkers are like the real deal. You guys are like, there's an energy there. I haven't been, but man, anyone I talk to from New York has this like fire about them. Yeah. You know? <laughs> What, you know, what was it like growing up there, bro? Is it, is, is it like what we would see somebody that hasn't been there, you know, in the movies and all that stuff? What's it uh, like as far as like, and how was the mindset? What's the, what's the, what's the general flow of energy like there? Well, you know, the, first of all, the energy in New York is like no other place on the planet. You know what I mean? There's just a certain energy, like even me as a New Yorker, like, you know, there's five boroughs in New York. So there's five cities that are main cities. Like everyone knows Manhattan yeah. as, the, as New York's New York, New York. But you have Bronx, Brooklyn, Queens, Manhattan, and Staten Island. Those are the five boroughs. But, you know, even like coming from the Bronx and you go to Manhattan, there's like that certain energy that you feel when you get off the train or you, you know, or you, or you drive over there and you park and you start walking around and looking at the buildings. There's just like a certain energy. And it's just amazing, man, you know? And New Yorkers, man, they just, it, they're, 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 a, they're a loud bunch. You know, they're a loud bunch <laughs> and they're aggressive, but they're like some of the best people that you'll ever meet. Like, you know, you can literally build lifelong relationships and friendships. Like there's like a certain level of loyalty that's like, that's like a common around, you know, around New York City. It's like, you know, loyalty is a big thing. Honesty, you know, just being real and being there for your, for your people and for your friends. And, uh, you know, but at the same token, though, it's definitely not an easy thing. Like if you're from New York, you're going to have to ha you're going to have to develop tough skin quickly because of, you know, it just it, they're aggressive. They're, we're an aggressive people. And but when you're there, it's cool. But you have to learn quick. Like, all right, I, I see what's going on here. I got to I got to <laughs> I got to I got to fall in line or if not, I'm going to get chewed up. But, you know, you learn quick, man. It's like any city you really, you know, you pretty grow up quick. You learn quick. You see what's going on. You figure things out quickly. And you're like, okay, if I want to do this, I got to know how to do this. And it's like you, everything is fast paced, not only moving and working, but talking and thinking. You always have to be like on point and on the go. And I think that that's, you know, again, you know, I could have been born in, in Europe, right, where they take siestas and they, and they chill out for half, you know, for two or three hours in the middle of the day. But I wasn't. I was born in, in, in Bronx, New York. So I think, again, I think everything happens to us, you know, for, you know, there's a purpose of why we have to go through things. And we, we may not know what the purpose is at the current moment. But, you know, as we learn and grow, and we look hindsight, right? They say hindsight is 2020 vision. You kind of grow up and you look back and like, man, I'm kind of glad I went through that because that, that's helped me to, to deal with this thing that I'm going through in life now. Or, you know, just a couple of years ago, I went through this. But because I went through that 15 years ago, it kind of prepared me for where I am now. So, you know, it's just, New York is just an amazing place to, 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 to live and, and to visit. Well, I don't know about living anymore. You know, I've, I've visited a couple of times, but it's getting pretty bad out there. And, 
but it's a great place to visit, man. I'll go and, and check it out, you know, for a week or so and go check out the, you know, the, all the cool sites and, and just feel that energy and then come back to Florida because Florida has an amazing energy also. It's not as cool as New York, but Florida has a certain, you know, Miami has that certain vibe to it as well. It's, it's real different, but it's, 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 a, it's a good vibe also. Very cool. Yeah, you know, because it fascinates me that part of the world, I haven't been out that far east and just even from like sports, your guys is like, I'm a hockey player. So, you know, the Rangers and, and Philadelphia Flyers, all that area out there, sports really, it, th- that culture really fascinates me. How, how they get behind the, their teams, how they're so passionate, they're so patriotic. Yeah. And that represents you guys as being who you guys are. It's like, it's such a powerful thing. And it makes total sense that everybody's loyal. Everybody's because it's, it's like that energy, they, they give a shit about things. Yeah, you know, they take shit seriously, you yeah. know, and and I like that because a lot of times out in the West Coast, people don't take shit as serious, man. You know, it's, sports is just an example of something. You know, a lot of times, you know, with with hockey or or sports, it's like yeah, if the team's winning though, they'll all get behind them. But if they're losing, where are they? They're not there. Oh, you yeah, know, yeah. and it's just a representation of kind of like I love the West Coast. I love Vancouver, but. I also appreciate the passion that people have out east as compared to sort of the laid back sort of they both have their 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 positives and their negatives. Yeah, yeah. But I really I always like to kind of talk about that anybody from New York cuz I really appreciate that area. You know, yeah. not visiting there yet, which I definitely want to go, but yeah. I love hearing about it, man. It just uh Yeah, you definitely should, man. It's it'll definitely be an experience that you'll never forget. I can I can tell you that. Yeah, man. Yeah, cool. So, what do you got? What are you working on now, man? Like, where where can people find you? What what what's some cool shit that people can look forward to with you? Yeah. So, you know, right now, you know, I, I wrote a book and I launched it last year. That's out right now on everywhere that you can uh, buy books, or they can go to my website, uh, which you can see behind me is JoseInspires360.com. There, you can get access to everything and anything that I'm doing or about me any of my information, but I wrote a really cool book last year. It's called Don't Let Your Struggle Become Your Standard, How to Be Indispensable Even When the Odds Are Stacked Against You. Mm-hmm. And uh, the cool thing about the book is that at the end of every chapter, there's uh, practical action steps that people can implement into their lives immediately. But the really cool thing about it is that there's little QR codes at the end of every chapter that you can scan with your mobile device or your tablet. And a, and a one to two minute video of, of me pops up on your device, motivating you um, to action based off of the chapter that you just read. Oh, that's cool, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's super cool. I thought, it was awesome. really, I thought it was really creative, really engaging. And, you know, for all the millennials out there, I know they love to be engaged. So I figured it'd be an extra little added value that I'll throw in there. So that's super cool. And then I'm writing my third book. That, that was actually my second book that I wrote last year. Um, but I'm writing my third book now with my wife. Where it's a book on marriage. Um, we just celebrated our 12th year anniversary uh, being married. We've been together for way longer than that, but uh, 12 years married. And so we're writing a book on that and a curriculum that's going to go along with the book so that, you know, uh, marriage counselors or churches who, are, who have like marriage courses that and they want to you know per, be able to purchase the book and the curriculum because we have we really have a heart for marriages also we know that marriages are hurting as a whole in general um, a lot of times you see people out out and about 
and uh, they put on these masks like everything is all hunky dory, but you know behind closed doors they're miserable, they're 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 resentful, they're hurting, and they're broken. And I think that if we can help to repair a marriage, then we can in essence help keep a family together because there's a lot of broken homes and you know children that come from broken homes out of there so my wife and I are just working on that we're currently doing that and actually I, I just started a book writing master class um, actually two weeks ago and uh, that's that's super amazing they, if, if any of your listeners or watch or people watching want to sign up for that if you've been wanting to write a book or you know you have a powerful story that you want to get out there and you just you know don't know where to begin or don't know what to do or you maybe you do but you just are procrastinating and you need somebody to hold you accountable, then they definitely want to check that out and sign up for that as well. I would love to have them part of the, a part of the uh, group. Um, it just started. And again, all of this information they can get on my website, which is joseinspires360.com. Um, my podcast episodes are there or my links are there for the, you know, iTunes and Spotify and Stitcher and all of that. Um, they can also see um, a couple cool videos that I have um, of my wife helping me uh, get dressed in the morning and the routine that we have to go through. Cause a lot of people, they see me show up on the scene. I'm always smiling. I'm always, you know, dressed really nice. And, but they don't know the process that I have to go through every single morning just to get to that point. And uh, most people don't even think twice about it. You just hop out of bed, go to the bathroom, brush your teeth, get dressed and you're out the door. But we have a process that we have to go through. So I did a cool video. I had some guys come in and video our whole process that we go through in the morning. And it's really cool because again, it, it puts, it puts, you know, things into perspective and it, it kind of helps people not take, you know, uh, life for granted because, uh, you know, we, 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 we're human and we tend to take the smallest things for granted. Just like I mentioned, just getting out of bed on your own or getting dressed on your own. And sometimes we take that for granted. And, uh, again, I'm not judging because I used to take it for granted too. when I was, when I had the ability to, but, uh, you know, I really, uh, I was really uh, grateful for it uh, once, you know, I didn't realize how important those things were until I actually lost the ability to do those things. And now I, I would give anything to be able to just bend over and tie my shoes or, you know, lift my arms up to hug my wife or my children or throw a football with my kids. You know, I'd do anything to be able to do that now. And some people just, you know, they take that for granted. You know, they have kids and their kids want to go out and throw the ball around and the, and the, and the dad or the mom is like, oh, you know, not now, tomorrow I'm tired. And, you know, when they really could just go 10, 15 minutes, 20 minutes just to kind of satisfy the kid and then go back in and continue doing what you're doing. So I just think that, you know, it all goes back to that marriage book, man, just kind of like helping families out, helping marriages out, because if we can keep a marriage together, then probably 95%, 99% of the time, the family's going to stay together and, and uh, be able to live a healthy and ha you know, experience a healthy family, family lifestyle. Man, you really, that's so true because a true representation of success, in my opinion, is if you can see, if somebody's promoting things or you know, a speaker or author and they're really successful in business, but their home life is falling apart. I know it's not their fault, but it does. It, it, it's kind of like, for me, that's not real success. That's right. Real success is when the, when people aren't around, when, when, when like, you know, if you can have a healthy relationship and healthy family, that's who you really are. Like, that's what you, that's when cameras, when the, all the, the fancy stuff, the social media is away, that's who you are. And if yeah. you can, if you can, if you can have that and, and that's, 
you know, you can, you, you have that proof that you, you can, you work, you care about your, the person that you love and your kids or whatever, that is success in itself, you know? And it's so important for people to understand that. And like, you know, if you don't have that, that's okay. You can work on it. But that to me, if I see somebody has that, that dialed in and can teach that, that is to me is amazing, right? Yeah. The rest of it's like the business, everything else is just like, you know, a stream, a, a, another area of success, which is important, but getting that, the shit together with the family stuff, man, that's where, that's where the magic happens. And that's what I think people mm-hmm. overlook is that they see, they, they, they see wealth as in how much did this guy make? What did he do? Yeah. But what about his home life? What kind of ethics? What kind of like, you know, what does he do? You know, like, what does he, how does he show up as a human? Yeah. And, that's really cool that you're doing that, man, because, you know, being able to, to help people get through and whatever advice, it, you know, because not everybody can, can have a healthy relationship. Yeah. You know? Yeah, you know, I think that, you know, and it happens more often than not, brother, you know, to be honest with you, when you, when you look around, I know a lot of people personally that are successful business owners and running a, a very lucrative company, and, uh, but, but their marriages are in shambles, they're miserable, yeah. they're bitter, they're resentful, and, um, you know, they're, they're on the brink of divorce, you know, yeah. some of them are in the middle of the divorce, divorce pr- proceedings right now or, or thinking about it at least. And uh, yeah, man, that, that's, that's the sucky part because if you can't, you know, if, if you can, and, 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 and again, it goes, it, it all goes back to like mindset, like where's your mind about this? Like this person that you were with that you once loved, like what happened? Like, like, I think we get sometimes so like foggy, foggy, you know, foggy vision or, or like foggy minded that we forget like where we came from or what, how things used to be. And, and we get complacent and we get comfortable and we stop doing certain things that we, that we used to do. And we stop looking the way we used to look, or we stop saying the things that we used to say that were, you know, that were, that were feeding the love tank, right. They were feeding, filling the love tank. And then little by little, man, that, that tank just starts, you know, getting empty and empty. And then when it's, when it's like when the E light is on, right. When the fuel tank light is on, and you try to fill it up, it doesn't go anywhere because there's a leak in the tank now. Uh, yeah. So now every time you try to pour in, it's just coming out because there's a leak in the tank. And it's like, it just seems like it never gets filled. And that's when, you know, divorce happened and arguments and all this other stuff. So if we can show people, like you said, I think one key thing that you mentioned was if we can, if we, if we have a history of looking like our marriage, if we have a history of our marriage being healthy, and then we can actually teach that, I think that's where the gem is located because now at the end of the day, man, that's what everybody wants, man. Everybody just wants to be loved and and learn how to love. Some people don't know how to love, but if we can teach that and show you and give you steps and principles that you can incorporate into your life, then it's going to be a huge win and a huge plus for you. Because I, like you said, I personally believe that if your family life is on point, then everything else is going to fall into place. Totally. Totally, man. The, the simplest basic thing, you know, the humans that are closest to you that you, you know, that you love, if those are working, it's no brainer that other things are going to flow in. Right. Like, yeah, man. And you know uh, what the, what the problem is, is that, and this is a good thing. I heard somebody say this before is that a lot of times we go out into the world and we give the world our best and then we come home and we give our family yeah. the leftovers. Oh, that's so true. It's so true, man. Like it's so yeah. backwards. Yeah. It's so backwards. Yeah, bro. You know, or, or like we'll get, we'll get all dolled up. The man or the woman will get all dolled up to go 
with a bunch of strangers or at work or people that they don't really care about. And then they come home and it's like, oh yeah, no problem. I love this person. So it doesn't matter. I'll just, you know, not to say you got to get dolled up for your person, but I just mean like, you just, the lack of care. It's like, yeah, well, I already have them, I already have them in the bag. So it's like, who cares? Yeah. You know? Yeah. It has to be a certain level of consistency with it yeah. though, you know? Yeah. yeah, man. Yeah. Awesome, man. Um, I got one more question for you and it's, it's kind of how I end every show. It's the one question I always ask. Um, but I've changed the, the wording of it now. What has, what has, what lesson has adversity taught you in your life that you could give to others going through it? <laughs> That's a great question, man. <laughs> you know, adversity, going through adversity, living with adversity, cause I'm still dealing with it every single day I wake up, like every day I wake up and I have to get into this wheelchair, it's dealing with adversity. So uh, one thing that I've been able to, that adversity has shown me is to really learn how to recognize and, and develop an attitude of gratitude. Mm. Because I think that when things aren't going for you or aren't going the way you want it to go, when you can start being thankful and, and grateful for the good things that have happened to you or that you have experienced or that you have right now, once you start to just go down that right that that down that route of gratefulness and thankfulness, it just it it literally starts to change your atmosphere. It, 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 and I, I can't explain it. There's something that happens chemically in the brain that just changes your whole state from negative to positive. So if if you're upset or something didn't work your way or you didn't get what you wanted, and you start to go down that path of why isn't this working? Why me? Why me? Which we've all asked ourselves that question. But if we can just switch that right, like that's backwards, right? And then switch it around and just say, well, you know what? I'm thankful that this is happening for me. I'm thankful that I'm still able to, like, for example, I get up and uh, I used to look at the wheelchair and be like, oh man, I got to get into that thing again. Like I used to hate the wheelchair, but now bro, I'm grateful for the wheelchair because mm -hmm. I traveled to some countries where I've literally seen old women on the floor crawling because they didn't have a wheelchair. Mm -hmm. And wow. so now I look at the wheelchair and I'm like, man, I can't wait to get into that thing because that wheelchair is what, is what gives me my independence. It's what allows me to get around from, from point A to point B and travel the world and be able to do what I love to do. So if it wasn't for this wheelchair, I'd be stuck in bed. Mm. So it's just having that sense of gratefulness and thankfulness and saying, hey, you know what? This didn't work out the way I wanted to, but that's okay because I'm still alive. I still have a roof over my head. Like, but again, we take the smallest things for granted. You know, I still have my wife. I still have my children. My, they're healthy. They're happy. We're living life. This, thing, this one thing didn't work out, but that's all right. We're going to go right back to the drawing board and we're going to figure it out or we're going to just do something totally, completely new and we're going to freaking knock it out the park. I love it, man. I love it. Amazing. Thank you so much for coming and hanging out with us, man. Yeah, this man. Was, thank you for having me, man. This was awesome. Um, we'll have everything in the show notes. Check you out, man. That was, that was great. And you're a great speaker. You, you're, I, I'm really, I'm inspired, man. You know, <laughs> I, I really am. And, and yeah, thank you so much. And man, I'll, I'm definitely so grateful we connected and I'll uh, keep an eye on you and see what you uh, create in the next year or two. Yeah, man. Stay tuned, man. Cause I, I'll be working, bro. I'll be working. <laughs> awesome. All right. Jose Flores, everybody. Thanks fam. Thank you. University of adversity family. I appreciate you guys. We're a tribe. Um, I want to build this tribe. You know, you, this, 
University of Adversity is for the students of life. We're all students of life. I believe that this, this vision that I have is going to be massive and it's growing and you're part of it from the beginning. You're part of the first year. It's only been eight months. I'm going to create a movement with this. This is going to change so many lives, millions, and we're only just scratching the surface right now. So I hope you guys got amazing value from uh, Jose. He's changing the world. He believed in himself. He's, he's, he's showing what true overcoming adversity is and how to use that as a tool to grow and become um, amazing and successful with what you're given. So no excuses, everybody. Get off your ass. Go do what you love. Find your passion. If you don't have your passion, ask. There's people. Reach out. Find out. Sometimes you just need a coach. Some I don't like the word coach, but a new perspective. You know, you have everything that you need in your life right now. Sometimes you just need to hear it from a different perspective. Somebody needs to teach it to you differently and you'll a light will go off, right? You have it all, everybody. I love you. I hope you got value. Check out Jose. Have an amazing day. Later. You just finished another class at the University of Adversity. Don't forget to hit that subscribe button and tune in again next time for more life lessons with Lance ECOs.